girl. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited you're here for today's episode because we're going to talk about this juicy topic and this phrase that's very common you hear that might be robbing you of a lot of joy or causing anxiety that you don't need or just not making you feel fulfilled in your daily life because you're constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm sure you've heard this phrase before. In fact, I've heard it so many times. I actually Googled like where in the world did this phrase actually come from? This waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, it came from in the late 19th century, early 20th century in downtown New York City. They used to build apartments where the bedrooms were on top of one another. So it was super common that you would hear your upstairs neighbor take off their shoes at the end of the day. And, you know, they take off their first shoe and you'd hear it drop. And because most people have two feet, they would take off their second shoe and you would hear that shoe drop as well. So it became this common phrase of, you know, you're waiting for something that you knew was coming. Like if one shoe comes off, you know that the other shoe is going to come off and then you're going to hear that plop on the ground. Well, somewhere along the way, I feel like this waiting for the other shoe to drop got associated with something negative. So it became this phrase that you would say or, you know, this mindset that you would have where when something really good happens, you're just waiting for the bad thing to happen. And, you know, a lot of people that maybe default more to pessimism or a little bit more skeptical in life are kind of waiting for that thing that it's like, oh, it's too good to be true. There has to be something negative associated with this. Like it can't be this good. Or sometimes this thought pattern comes up for us when things are really good in a particular area of our life. For example, maybe you've never been at the level of health that you're at right now. So it's almost like in the back of your head, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're waiting for you to get off track because you've never, you know, handled the amount of happiness and pride that you're feeling for where you got yourself health-wise. And it feels so uncomfortable, even though you're excited about it and you feel proud of yourself, it's so uncomfortable for you to be at this level that it's almost like in the back of your head, you've got this default little thing that you could pull like, well, I'm assuming that this is going to go wrong because it never works out like this for me, like that negative mindset. Or maybe it's like in your relationships. Maybe you've had like really just crappy relationships in the past and you're in a really good one right now, but you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're waiting for something to be wrong with him or her. You're waiting for like, okay, well, this person is too good to be true. I've never been treated this well, so I'm just waiting for this. So you're feeling so anxious and you're not feeling present where your feet are because you're waiting for that negative thing. Or maybe you've never made this amount of money in your life and you're just like, whoa, I've never had this type of abundance or I've never had this type of connection. So you're just waiting for these new female friends that you feel so connected to. You're waiting for one of them to betray you because you're waiting for the other shoe to drop because it's easier for you to believe that something bad is going to happen because that might feel more comfortable for you, right? And it's interesting that we do this because sometimes I think we do this to, to protect ourselves and it's a very human, na- like a human nature thing, but also a lot of this is socialized. And let me just give you an example that I think you're going to connect with. 
So let's just picture you're watching a movie and here's the scene. It is a family of four. For sake of this example, we're going to say it's a husband and wife that are in the front two seat of the car, right? Like one's driving, one's in the passenger seat. And there's two kids in the back seat. And it's a beautiful day. Um, There's like a light snowfall and they're cruising down the freeway. They're blasting their favorite song on the radio. They're all singing together in unison on the top of their lungs and they're laughing. And it's this beautiful family of four. What do you anticipate? in this movie that you're watching is going to happen next. You're probably, I mean, I can't see you right now, but I'm guessing you're probably thinking they're going to swirl off the road. They're going to get T-boned by a semi-truck. Like something bad is going to happen because we've seen this play out so many times in different movies, right? Where like, you know, it's, it's how people like design movies to keep you on your toes. But also it's just like, it, we've seen this over and over again. And it almost like supports this idea of like something bad is going to happen if so much good happens or that it's too good to be true that this family could just be having this amazing moment that something bad is going to happen. And I've never talked about this topic on the podcast before because to be fully transparent with you, this is not something that I struggle with personally. I am by nature such an optimistic person that to be honest, I'm more likely to like, I'm more gullible. I'm more likely to just believe that everything is going to work out. And that's always really served me. But my husband, Sina, I've noticed that he's a little bit more skeptical and it really actually serves us well, like in our partnership as our, you know, like our marriage, especially when we're doing things like, for example, we do a lot of real estate investing and I'm so optimistic about everything, (laughs) but he's got this like skepticism side. Like, is this like, why is this house priced at this point? Like, it's too good to be true. And I'm like, maybe because we just found an awesome offer. And he's like, well, like, let's dig into it. And I think there's this healthy balance of having both. But why I'm bringing this to your attention is because I want you to think about if you're doing this in some area of your life and it's actually robbing you of a lot of joy right now or causing a lot of anxiety. And one example that I can think about is say you've noticed that you really want something right now. Maybe it's a promotion or you really want to get to a certain place in your business or you want to be in a certain place health-wise. Maybe you really want to start your family. You want to get back out there and date someone again. You like really want something and you catch yourself outwardly saying that you don't really care that much about it. So for example, you go on a date with a guy or girl and you're super into them and you tell your girlfriends, you're like, oh my gosh, like I was so, um, I was into them, but like, it's okay if they don't call me back. But deep down, you know, like you were so into them, but you're wanting to protect yourself from future letdown. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop, thinking that something is gonna go wrong if you had such a good first date. You gotta catch yourself if you're doing that. Because just as much as you can assume that something's gonna go wrong or that the other shoe is gonna drop, You can also assume that this might be not like anything you could have imagined. It's going to be so much better. You get to choose what your default is. And you have to ask yourself, like, is it really working for you to pretend that you don't care about that thing, right? Maybe that promotion. Is it working for you to tell everybody around you that you don't care if you don't get that promotion because you think that that's going to help a future version of you if it doesn't work out? You think that's going to mask some of the pain? You're going to be upset if you don't get it. Why rob yourself of the joy now trying to anticipate a future letdown? This is why I get excited right now. Um, 
we're trying to find a primary home for us to live in because my husband, Zena, and I are wanting to start our family and we live in an apartment right now. And every time that we put in an offer on something, I get super excited. And Zena and I have had a lot of conversations about this where he's like, Kaish, like, don't get so excited because it might not work out. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> you've known me for 14 years. I get excited because I never want to rob myself of the joy that I could feel in the present moment, anticipating a future letdown. Because no matter what, whether I get excited or I don't, I will be let down. And I have not noticed that I'll be less let down if I get myself less excited. All I'll do is rob myself of the excitement that I could feel in pursuit of finding out the news. And I don't know. I just think I talk about on the podcast often, like how our days are numbered here and we don't know the count. I'm never going to rob myself of joy, just anticipating a future letdown. I'm going to savor the highs knowing that the full human experience means the contrast, the highs and the lows. You can feel pumped up, so excited about something in your relationship right now or in your business or in your career, knowing that part of being a human means that you're going to be let down sometimes. Things aren't always going to work out the way that you planned, but sometimes they're going to work out better. And we forget that part, don't we? So if you've noticed that you've got a lot of this assumption, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop, assuming that something's not going to work out, like maybe, for example, you are going for a promotion and you know that five other people in your department are also going for that promotion. Well, are you noticing that you're focusing on those four other people trying to tell yourself how they're more qualified than you are? And you're getting yourself like frustrated right now, thinking that you're never going to get it because you think that that's going to prevent you from future letdown. Is that working for you in the present moment? Are you getting so anxious about something that you want that you don't have a lot of control over and anticipating the worst case scenario, thinking that that's going to somehow proactively prevent you from a future letdown? I don't know if that works. Girl, I know you are like me in a lot of ways, and you might also be focused on your health goals this year, like I shared I am in today's episode, but I also know you're juggling a lot. So convenience is important to you, and you probably care about having products that have what I like to think of as the trifecta, as in high-quality ingredients, and they taste really freaking good, and they're at a really great price point. So if you're not familiar, you got to know about Organifi. They are a supplement company that also has organic superfood blends and plant-based nutrition, and they hit the ultimate trifecta, right? Everything is organic, hence the name Organifi, and low sugar. Literally, none of their products have more than three grams of sugar, including their protein, which that is very rare. I honestly switched to their protein from a different protein that I was using a couple years ago. And it was because I was looking for something that had really clean ingredients, but also low sugar. And I was just hoping that it would taste good. And it tastes so good because some proteins, I'm really picky. Like if it's like whey, it makes me break out. So it has to be pre uh, pea protein like Organifi's is. And then also if it's too fluffy or gritty, like consistency is huge for me. So I love their protein. And then Every product that I've tried in their line tastes good, including their green juice, which I feel is very hard to do because I've had some green juices where they taste like you're licking grass and you have to like plug your nose and choke them down. Not Organifi's. It actually tastes good. You should seriously try it. And then the price point is really great for such a high quality product. So I've tried so many things in their line. If I had to pick my four favorite products is their protein, their green juice, their pure drink, which is really awesome if you ever need like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. 
It's caffeine free, but it helps you focus. And the combo of ingredients promotes what's called your brain derived nootropic factors, your BDNF levels. It's literally like a neuroprotein associated with learning and memory and helps your brain wire new connections. And honestly, I don't know about you, but I love like feeling really alert. And also, I'll take every connection that I can get. That is Organify Pure. And then I also really love their chocolate gold, especially when it's cold outside and you want something that's going to help you just rest really well, but it tastes like a hot chocolate, but it doesn't have all that crap in it. So anyway, there's a lot of really amazing products. Go check them out for yourself. You can head to Organifi.com slash Keisha. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash K-A-C-I-A. Code Keisha gets you 20% off any item in their store. So use that code, get a sweet discount. If you have questions, slide into my DMs, text me, come find me. You know where to find me. And without further ado, let's dive back into the show. Because for me, it's like, I guess I just trust that if it doesn't work out, it's because it's for something better to go in place. And I want to give you something tactical if you're struggling with this. There's a couple of things that I think that can be helpful. First is we got to figure out where we're doing this in our life, where we're anticipating a future letdown. And if you notice, it probably comes up in some specific area of your life. Maybe it's with money. Maybe historically, you haven't been in the place where you're at with money right now, or maybe you have more money than you've had, or you're you're making more money or whatever. And you're noticing like, I'm just anticipating that I'm going to lose this. Or you've never been in this close of a relationship with your significant other. And you're like, I'm just anticipating that this is going to go wrong. So like, let's first notice where are the areas that it comes up for you most, because then we can dig into what is the belief that I have about myself in that area. Maybe it's health-wise and you've never been in this shape before and you're just waiting for something to go wrong. Is the story that you're telling yourself that you aren't a fit person, right? So now that you're in this fit body, you're telling yourself, well, this is not who I am. And it's an identity shift that we need to make where it's an identity shift of saying like, I am now the person who prioritizes my health. It doesn't matter what you did previously. That's not an indication of what's possible for you. Like what's what's possible for you is not shown to you in the past. You get to decide at any moment in time who you want to be. And that's an identity shift that's needed, right? Because otherwise you're going to default back to your old habits if you don't believe that you're worthy and capable and deserving of not only attaining this, but maintaining this level of fitness or this current stage in your relationship or your career, your business, whatever, right? You have to believe underneath that you're worthy of this, that you deserve this life that you're building for yourself. Otherwise, you're going to constantly feel like you're anxious waiting for this to not work out. Because you're looking at your past saying, last time I did this, it didn't work out. Well, there's always going to be a first time that you do it and it does work out, right? This is where I wish that I could actually see you and you like nod your head like, yes, Kesh, I'm with you on this, okay? So the first thing that I think from a tactical perspective is look for the places that you're doing this. Look for the places that you're saying that you're not actually excited about something that you deep down know that you're excited about. And you're not wanting to loop other people in because you're trying to protect yourself. Notice the places in your life or like the different you know silos of your life that you are at a level that you've never been at before. And let's make sure that we're shifting our identity to believe that we're worthy, we're capable of not only getting here, but maintaining it. That's an identity shift, right? So check out the places where you're doing this. And then number two, I want you to look for the times that you've been wrong 
if you're noticing this waiting for the other shoe to drop has happened, you know, like as like historically, you've had this pattern for a really long time, this thought pattern. I want you to notice for the times that you've been wrong. When something really good happened to you and you were skeptical and you thought, no way could this happen to me or this is too good to be true and you were wrong. I want you to actually come up with some specific examples to disprove your current belief set saying that something bad is going to happen because there are times in your past where you got excited about something and you let yourself feel excited about it. And it did work out often even better than what you thought it would. So look for ways to disprove the current thought pattern that you have that's not working for you. It's challenging to do this because our brains, you know, kick into self-confirming bias where whatever we look for, we're going to find. We like to look for evidence to support our current beliefs to be true. But I want you to do the opposite. I want you to look for evidence to support your current beliefs. If those beliefs aren't working for you because you're constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop and you feel like you can't be present, you can't be excited, you can't really like let this feeling in. I want you to look for ways that you've been wrong in your past. Because that gives you data. And for those of you that are a little bit more analytical or a little bit more skeptical, it gives you data and you can't argue with data, right? And finally, number three, I want you to challenge yourself to fight for the opposing side, pretending like you're talking to a younger you, okay? And let me give some context to this. So for example, maybe you are waiting to hear back about something And you're in this like weird in-between stage where you're like waiting to hear news about something. I want you to challenge yourself to think about a younger version of you. Or if you have a daughter or a niece that you're close with, think about how you would support her if she was in that waiting season. Because sometimes we like to look at other candidates if we've applied to something or other offers that are putting into something, or we look to our past of like the last time that I tried this, it didn't work out or, you know, fertility journeys or all of these things that we're like waiting on. I want you to really challenge yourself to say, how can I start to think about this to pour belief into a younger version of me or pour belief into my daughter. Because if your daughter came to you and she was waiting to hear news about something, you would never tell her, don't get excited about it. You probably won't get it. Don't get so happy right now because your relationship is probably going to go south. Don't like that friend too much because that friend is probably going to betray you. Don't, you know, feel proud of yourself for the income that you've earned because you're probably going to lose it all. You would never say that to your daughter or to your niece or to a younger version of you. Like think about like a 13-year-old version of you or maybe for you like a little girl, like a little eight-year-old version of you. You would never talk to her like that if she was standing right in front of you. You would treat her so differently. So if you're beating yourself up or if you're constantly thinking in this negative over and over again cycle and you know that it's not working for you, please stop saying that you're a pessimistic person, like it's a conditional statement that you can't change. Please stop saying things never work out for you. Please stop saying, I never get this. I've never had that. I'm not the type of person who can accomplish X, Y, Z. You can at any point in time, today feels like a really damn good day to say, No more. This is my line in the sand. I'm deciding and making a conscious effort to really look for all the reasons that I deserve this abundance. I deserve great things. Nothing is too good to be true. Stop thinking that things are too good for you. 
You deserve this. If you have this dream and this vision on your heart for the life that you want to create, the relationships that you want to have, the health that you want to have, the business that you want to have, the income that you want to have, the impact that you want to make, whatever. If you have this dream on your heart, it's because you are also gifted the resourcefulness. Now is the time that you get to prove it to yourself. Because if you're thinking crappy thoughts, it's going to be really difficult. Because even when you get there, if you do accomplish that thing, it's not going to feel as fulfilling. If you don't like the person that you're spending every single second with of every single day for the rest of your life, yourself. I've talked about on podcasts previously, like the number one goal is to like who you are, like the person that you are when you're by yourself. So you're the only person that knows if you're listening into this episode and you're sitting here like nodding your head, maybe in your car, you're doing a workout, you're in the shower, toss your little fit in the air, girl, like whatever. You're the person that knows if these negative thought patterns are holding you back. And hopefully this episode was helpful for you and supportive to let you know that like at any point you can change your mind. Even if you default to pessimism, that's not a conditional thing that you can't change. You're not a pessimist. You're just trying to protect yourself. Maybe your childhood forced you to protect yourself. Maybe you have never been at this season where things are actually going really well for you. And at the root of it is this little girl who doesn't believe that she deserves it. And I want to just hug her. And I want to say, girl, you deserve it. This life This one shot that you've got here, girl, it is your responsibility to make it count. Not just when you get there, not when you just accomplish that thing, but every single thought that you have along the way, right? I love you. I hope this was helpful for you. And I'll talk to you soon, girl. you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.